Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. As I watched, thrones were set up and the Ancient One took his throne. His clothing was bright as snow, and the hair on his head as white as wool. His throne was flames of fire, with wheels of burning fire. A surging stream of fire flowed out from where he sat. Thousands upon thousands were ministering to him, and myriads upon myriads attended him. The court was convened, and the books were opened. As the visions during the night continued, I saw one like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. When he reached the ancient one and was presented before him, the one like a son of man received dominion, glory, and kingship. All peoples, nations, and languages serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not be taken away. His kingship shall not be destroyed. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up a mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance, and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, and they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent and did not at the time, tell anyone what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Why did Peter want to make three tents? With all the mysterious goings-on up on the mountain, that seemed like a strange thing to say. Mark wrote that Peter hardly knew what to say because he and the others were so terrified. Luke wrote a mesmerized Peter, did not know what he was saying. They spliced out the first four words from the opening verse of today's passage. Mark 9-2 begins, and six days later. And six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John. Those four words clue us in on why Peter wanted to make some tents. In chapter 8 of Mark, Christ admitted that he was the Messiah. Then directly after he said that, he said he would suffer and die and on the third day rise again. But they didn't know what he meant. Christ also said if they were to follow him, they had to carry a cross every day. They had to lose their lives in order to save them. The last line of chapter 8 of Mark is this. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the son of man, will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his father with the holy angels. Then, six days later, 
Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John. Where did they go for six days? The apostle John fills us in. It's in chapter 7 of his gospel. Christ and the disciples went to the feast of tabernacles in Jerusalem. Tabernacles, also called booths, was a week-long harvest festival, which, among other things, featured the construction of small huts that Jews would dwell in for the week. They would hang up tablets with the names of the patriarchs and prophets, like Moses and Elijah, and they would commune with these figures from the past. Now, for close to 2,000 years, the text had St. Peter saying, let us make three tabernacles. The Latin is tabernacula. In 1970, a committee of experts gave us a, a new mass and a new American Bible for use at mass. And they translated tabernacles as tents. Now, that's interesting for the Jews never referred to their harvest festival as the Feast of Tents. The experts in 1970 must have thought it would be easier for modern people to understand the passage if tent was used. For everyone knows what a tent is. A tabernacle is another story. But by not faithfully translating the Latin, other problems were caused, including very important context. My friends... Christ was almost killed at the Feast of Tabernacles. They tried to stone him, and he and his disciples had to escape town. Now, can you see how that would have rattled his disciples? Maybe once back in Galilee, they thought it might be better to return to their fishing jobs. This helps explain the transfiguration, which wasn't just a neat trick. No, on the mountain, Christ showed them a vision of his glorified state as a remedy for their depressed state. You see, the following spring, when Christ went back to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover, he would hang on a mountain between two thieves. But Christ wanted his disciples to know that that wouldn't be the end. So at the transfiguration, a dazzling Christ stood on a mountain between a patriarch and a prophet. The transfiguration then was a, a sneak preview, an upcoming attraction of Easter Sunday. But Christ wanted to make it very clear that glorification only happens after crucifixion. There is no crown without a cross. So what do we do? We listen to him. In doing so, we won't be rattled by persecution and those who hate us. We won't be tempted to return to our former sinful way of life. And we will never be ashamed of the cross. In the meantime, it is good that we are here, for we all know what this means. Let us then build not a tent, but a holy tabernacle inside of us for Christ to enter and commune with us. 